Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. How well you can see it, but I got me a new mug today. It says, uh, this is how we talk in the clink <laughs> from the office. Nice. I thought so. I'm like, this one I'll get. Yeah, and then they took the office off Netflix just to put it on the Peacock. I'm rebelling right now because I whipped out all four seasons of, I whipped out all uh, four seasons that I have on DVD and put it mm-hmm. on the or put it down in the living room. It's like, I tell Ruth, I go, if she wants to watch the one where Michael grills his foot, it's this, it's on this one, it's season two, it's going to be on this, this disc. She's like, if she wants to watch an episode of The Office and I can't find it, we're getting Peacock. That's just, I'm signing up for it. I'm like, whatever. Dang. Just giving it. All right, without further ado, hi, how's it going? <laughs> Happy New Year. Going all right. Yeah. Happy, Happy New Year to you. Yeah. Uh, going all right. Still kind of reeling from this um, explosion from a week ago. <laughs> right? Still, still no internet. <clears throat> still some horseshit is what it is. Yeah. Let's, let's call it what it is. <clears throat> still reeling from this terrorist attack that we had in on Nashville. Domestic never, terrorism. Yep, domestic terrorism. As I would say, 90s terrorism, because that's that's pretty much all we had in the 90s was domestic terrorism. You know, right. We saw that made the news between Oklahoma City, between Waco, between, uh, shit, well, the attack on Ruby Ridge was a botched one, but he wasn't necessarily terrorist. Anyways, that just kind of gets it. But, you know, we had uh, then the Olympic bombing, so, was, yeah. Yeah. School homegrown good old boys by Canadians. It's craziness. Uh, with that being said, Happy New Year again. <laughs> we're starting Happy New Year. We're, we're literally starting it off with a bang. Um literally. Boom. <laughs> Downtown. But yeah, it's been a hot mess. Is the really the best way I I can word it. It's just that it's been a hot a hot mess. Um yeah. Between your internet, um, which I know many, many others are suffering from, we live outside, you know, Davidson County, so we are, you know, blessed to have a different service other than Comcast or AT&T, so our internet didn't go out. However, we do have AT&T phones, so our cell, our, uh, our cell phones went out for two and a half days, and we had to more or less just be on Wi-Fi, so we could just use, like, iMessage or you know, or even Facebook Messenger is the only way I was able to contact my family um, Yeah. there for a minute. But, you know, we're you know, just one more thing to round out the year, right? So, right. But, uh, you guess, know. I guess it was the perfect bookend for 2020. That's it. So we're starting <laughs> 2021 optimistic, hopeful. Yes. And, um easing into it that's what i keep telling people i said don't be like stomping all in it's like 2021 woo! And all that. no 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 just calm down just take your time with it okay just ease into it it's january what are you going to be doing in january anyways just ease into it no rush you literally have 364 more days. Well, I guess now it's, what, third? So, less than, still, you have 360 plus more days. Yeah. Oh, take a lot time. to go. Yeah. You know, the way I kind of, <laughs> the way I kind of, uh, I thought of this one morning a few months back, um, probably during, the, it was probably during the summer of this, you know, the pandemic and everything going, you know, 2019 kind of sucked. It was like, you know, it was, <clears throat> it was just being that, like, obnoxious, loud drunk. 
you know, that just you're like has the annoying laugh. Yeah. And you just like, oh, from for all that's so always just go away. Twenty drunk will not listen to a person. You will not be able to use them to go to a meeting. Like they're a fucking alcoholic. Twenty twenty one is like is the person that has finally gone to the meetings. It's finally going around apologizing. It's saying, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm gonna do better this year. That's because yeah. you can't because you can't you can't go anywhere else after you've knocked over literally everything and you basically hit rock bottom. The only place to go is up, and that's what you were doing. We're gonna be going up this year. So true. That's my analogy that I've worked out <laughs> one morning while getting ready for work. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly, I don't even know why. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess 2020 was like a lot of downs and 2021 going up. Yep. But you know what? For us, you know, as a podcast, though, we actually had a really good year. I feel, you know, I'd like to think we had a really good We had some amazing guests. I, I still like, I, I look back at the people we were able to get and join us, and I, I'm actually kind of amazed. <laughs> to, re- yeah. to, be on- to be quite honest um and thankful more you know we'll do that on our we'll do our thank you episode i guess you know at an- another time we'll put that in with our best worst episode but you know we've just we were really blessed and fortunate to have you know such awesome guests join us last year and so of course now to me that for me as a as somebody that's trying to help us obtain more guests it just it makes me more confident to try and reach that caliber, I guess, and get, have more guests. My goal is I'd like for us to have at least one a month, so we'll see. At least, at least one a month. We'll yeah. see. But, you know, I mean, we're already going to achieve that next week, so we'll have our very first uh, guest, which we'll all announce, I guess, later at, at the end of the episode. But, um, but, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, we're, gonna, we're starting off fresh. And uh, with that being said, let's get into it. Which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to go Wonder Woman or do you want to go Soul? Because we both watched those this week. Um, let me go with uh, Sylvia's Love first. Okay. And then we'll... And like the, um, the other two that you see, as far as my background, I'm just going to kind of do an over, not really go deep into it, but just the overall talk okay. of. But yeah, um, but uh, Sylvie's Love, <clears throat> this is on uh, Amazon Prime Video, came out December 23rd, 2020. And I think it was actually scheduled to come out Christmas, but it released a couple days earlier. Uh, it's an hour and 54 minutes. Directed by Eugene Ash and it's starring Tessa Thompson. Uh, here we go, the, the the names, or at least one that I might butcher. Hey, man. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> We're going to get all the names. Um, we have uh, Inamdi, Indom- uh, or Asamuga. You got uh, it, man. That's perfect. Uh, Ryan Michelle Bath. Asia Naomi King Eva Longoria even makes an appearance I didn't even know until I was looking at the cast list like she didn't she didn't just pop out at me yeah but um it's basically a woman working at her father's record store in Harlem in the late 1950s meets an aspiring saxophone player so just a little background the movie was first announced in 2014 and it had Lorenz Tate linked to it to star and produce but you know somewhere down the road he left from that position and tessa thompson and her other lead actor they're the ones acting and producing uh but the two leads they meet and eventually make a connection with one another but the issue is sylvia is already engaged to someone so Mm -hmm. 
but it's one of those kind of arranged situations where family wants her to be with this person because he's established, she has money, and you know she doesn't really want to do it. But what are the options does she have? And then enter Robert, who's an aspiring saxophone player who's just in town while they're on tour, and so he actually gets a job working at her father's uh, music store, and they just kind of hit it off. And um, you know she does explain that. She's engaged. He knows this, but they still have feelings for each other and they kind of go forward anyway. But um, they have sev- you know, several dates. But eventually the, his, his um, band, they get um, a tour, I believe, in Paris. And he wants Sylvie to go with her. But <clears throat> she decides not to. And there's several reasons for that. And from there, they just kind of separate it. And this is basically kind of like it just chronicles uh, different times where, you know, after he leaves, she also she has a dream of becoming a television producer and she's able to um, pursue that. And her and her friend years later were going to like a, a theater show. Uh, the friend that stands her up and then she re- reconnects with Robert and they kind of rekindle things. But of course, by this time, she's actually married and has a child. And of course, right. <laughs> but um, so she's like I said, she's married. She's not really happy with that because now that she's a television producer, she's kind of more she's busier. She's not going to be home as much. And so husband's not happy about that because he's the one that needs to be the breadwinner. You know, the, the tropes, the man of the house, I bring in the money type deal. But um movie just basically shows their connection despite having lost all that time once they're reunited it's like the feelings are still there um i thought it was a pretty good movie i felt like it was what i wanted from the movie the photograph but didn't quite get that um it did kind of have love jones vibes okay you know um yeah um the Jazz element as far as the music, like the soundtrack, I feel really great. The okay. acting, definitely worth checking out if you have Prime Video. Definitely check that out. Let's uh, see. So since I didn't have internet, I started watching a lot of my old movies, like okay. that I have physically, because so I can watch it. Because I had most of them are digital, but of course I bought physical versions, so. I went back and I watched a movie from last year, A Good Liar. Okay. With, um, yeah, with Sir Ian McKellen and Dame. Ooh. Helen Mirren. I can't. Yes, Helen Mirren. Um, I even went back and watched um, all of the Superman movies. God bless you. Because <laughs> as you see, I have my the Superman collection in my poster there, and um. It wasn't a terrible experience. Um, <laughs> well, no, the first two are, are yeah. Soft. <clears throat> and the second, the, the Superman two actually got. I was watching the uh, Richard Donner cut of it. I had never seen the so Donner cut. Isn't it so yeah, much yeah. better? Very. <laughs> yeah. Very. Like it adds much so, so much. Like I'm like. Ah. It felt complete. <laughs> yeah. And I like the fact that it didn't, didn't end with uh, Clark giving Lois the um, kiss of forgetfulness. Right. It, it, it did resort to the Superman one reversing time, but you know it, it made more sense. The scenes that they that they put back in made more sense. Yeah, it added more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't seem as cheesy and campy. Yes. Had the had the same tone as the first movie, mm-hmm. you know. Like I, I even watched the um, the behind the scenes of them putting together this particular cut, and they said, I mean, it was just a lot to go into it. They had to find all of the old footage that he that he shot. Some of it they lost, so they had to use a lot of Richard Lester's uh, mm-hmm. shot film just to make it make sense. And um, I mean, I just it, it it was just good. He was um, Richard Donner was happy to be able to see his his vision. Yes. Come out. And then I started thinking about um, Zack Snyder. It's like, oh, he's going to have his Richard Donner moment, hopefully. Maybe yeah. maybe Lord his Lord. Justice League will be good. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. 
We'll, we'll see. No, we'll see. I'm compressed wood for you. Uh, yeah. For everybody. <laughs> compressed wood right. for everybody. <laughs> and then um, Superman 3 with Richard Pryor. I mean, that was cool. It was okay. It was the first, I guess, full Richard Lester Superman movie. It went, yeah. it went terrible, but um, it was just kind of like the Batman movie. You see, this is where things were kind of going in that direction. Yeah. And then Quest for Peace, we all we all know about that. <laughs> and but it's funny because I went back and I actually watched Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I started thinking. Instead of making Doomsday, they should have made Nuclear Man. <laughs> right. Might as well, just, man. Yeah, just turn Zod to Nuclear Man. Hey, man, you don't know what's you don't know what's in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> well, that's true. You never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, that was cool. That was a cool experience to go back to that. And then <clears throat> I watched a second set of Transformers. War for Cybertron, and this one is uh, Earthrise. Okay. So it basically continues from the last six episodes, and <clears throat> and basically Optimus Prime has realized he's made a mistake. You know, he got rid of the AllSpark from Cybertron, and it has pretty much devastated the planet to the point where the Decepticons, because of there not being any Energon, they're actually enslaving their own Decepticons mm-hmm. and using their energy for a project that Megatron calls Nemesis. And so he feels like if they get this project complete, then he can be the one to save Cybertron, find right. the AllSpark, and bring it back. Um, and I don't want to spoil too much because that just recently came out, but okay. um, Megatron does have a visit from someone from possibly a future and when i saw it i was just like okay like i knew exactly who who it was and um i couldn't think of the name i had to look that up but i definitely recognized it it was cool they dig up orson welles from the grave (laughs) so they no no not that all right the only 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 thing i didn't like the voice actor for Optimus Prime, you know, which is not the original. Uh, he sounds like him when he's talking normal. Yeah. yeah. And um, but when he's yelling, it's just completely bad. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't need to yell anymore. Right. Because um, that whole time I was just like, man, it just don't sound right. But when he was just talking normal, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Don't yell anymore. <laughs> um, then I... And that's if you have Netflix, definitely check that out. It's a good um, second part of that story, and it's leading to something interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So now we can go to. I guess we can talk about Wonder Woman eighty four first. All right. Let's <laughs> let's do it, man. Let's let's head up to this Wonder Woman. All right. So everybody loved the first Wonder Woman, right? Yes, to my knowledge, um, to my knowledge, most most people, if not all, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I this mean, is, of course, according to Rotten Tomatoes, everybody loved it. Right. <laughs> and so <clears throat> we have this sequel that's set in 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, released Christmas Day on HBO Max and theaters, wherever theaters are actually open. Two hours and 31 minutes is the runtime. We have Patty Jenkins again as the director. And it had a $200 million budget. And so far, last time I looked, it was $85 million that they brought in so far. Right. And we have Gal Gadot coming back as Diana Prince and Wonder Woman. Um, because of the trailers, we know Chris Pine is in this as Steve Trevor. Then we have Kristen Wiig playing Barbara Minerva. Plus... And then Pedro Pascal, Mandalorian fame, and, yep. and, and uh, Game of Thrones, uh, oh, with yeah, Max that's... Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, Robin Wright and Connie Nielsen return as their, uh, as mom and aunt to Diana Prince. Yep. So, again, set in 1984, 
Wonder Woman battles two villains and tries to rekindle a lost love. Yeah. I guess that would be the plot. <laughs> the most generalized way you could put it, and really, that's kind of the most generalized way it's being put in trailers too, because the yeah. trailers do a really good job of not showing you much. Like we wa- we kind of want to show you what's going on, but we we want to be sure you actually come and watch the movie. True. Or stay, or I guess in our I guess in this case, stay at home and watch the movie. Um. As you know, it was released in theaters. It was also released on HBO Max. And you know it's going off of H- HBO Max January 24th. Like, it's not like it's it came on and it's staying there. Like it's, Oh, it's just... Oh, bro, it's only, like, for, like, a month. But that's, wow. like, the one part that, like, is not being told. But if you were to go on HBO Max and look on the... It'll say through January 24th. I'm like... Okay. <laughs> So I guess I the plan. Maybe Sorry, drop it on HBO Max, and then they're gonna drop it on like iTunes and Prime or whatever. Maybe. You know, so people can buy it. That'd be cool. That'd be my guess. And then um, in like six, and then like six nine months, put it back out on HBO Max, just like you would if it were to come out on DVD, you know, on Redbox or somewhere. Right. Well, I mean. And I guess at least it doesn't have that premium price. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't yeah, worry about so that. It's like a movie that... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. So, since it's so fresh, <clears throat> I don't want to... Well, outside of what this movie's technically about, I don't want to say too much about it. But um, I'll say that I like the opening sequence, mm-hmm. even though... It kind of didn't really tie into what you see later, but it's it, it I think maybe it's one what, part. What you call the MacGuffin. It's the thing yeah. that gets the story moving. Yeah. Um, basically, you have young Diana um, <clears throat> competing in a race against older Amazons. Oh, that part. And, I thought you were talking about the yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the opening, opening scene. Gotcha. The, the opener to the opener. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's basically a race with young Diana competing against older Amazons. And halfway through the race, she falls off a horse. And she finds a shortcut. And she thinks, you know, okay, take the shortcut, get back on my horse, and um, win the race. When she's about to do so... Her aunt pulls her to the side and says, hey, nope, <laughs> can't do that. That's cheating. You went, you took the shortcut. And um, Diana, of course, doesn't quite understand this because, hey, I, the purpose is to win, you know, and that's what I was about to do. But, um, yep. you know, she tells her that a true hero is not born from lies, so, which is true. And um, I, that was, to me, it's like, that was just the most, like, when I watched that, I was like, okay, we're going to have who knows, you know, it was pretty much setting me up as this is what the tone of the movie is going to be. You know, she's going to, maybe that's what Diana's going to learn, you know. But then we can go to your, the, the mall scene, which set a different tone. That was kind of cheesy. It did feel like 80s. I mean, it did feel, it set, it felt like, you know, definitely 80s tone, but it felt more like, um, a scene from a TV show, like this is like the big middle portion before the end, you know, setting up the next week's show. Right. And then, yeah. I mean, it, it was okay. I didn't, I guess, necessarily love or hate that particular scene. It just, yeah. considering that tone and then the rest of the movie, it just didn't mesh. Yeah, so... I liked the mall scene. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, but it's very, it sets, it tries to set the scene for like, hey, look at this. It's 1984. Look, it's a mall. You know, malls are, I guess, fairly new. And it, you know, the her showing, you know, basically popping up. And here's my thing. Is this the first time she's decided to go out in 40 years? 
that's right. the part that I need to know more about. It's like, is this our first step out in, since World War II, or or what? Or is this like just another day? Right. Or was she shopping, and then this you heard about this happening? Like, I I, I kind of needed to know more. I mean, I, or I didn't need to. I would have liked to have known more. And but I liked how they shot it. I like you know her you know, basically whipping around with her with her rope and everything and yeah. and uh, doing the different things with the bad guys and whatnot, which then sets up the MacGuffin for there we go. You yeah. know, the artifact basically it's you know, it's a jewel high or an artifact heist jewelry store setting up as a front for um, different artifacts and whatnot and then when then basically the FBI wants the Smithsonian's help in trying to find out where all these pieces came from and wants to know right. why you know why they were trying to steal them other than obviously selling them on the black market would be my guess and that kind of sets up how Barbara Minerva gets into it because she's a gemologist which sounds totally made up um, <laughs> I think it's still just I think that's still either archaeology or or uh, God, study of rocks. Or I forgot geology. There we go. That's yeah. So it just seems like it'd be more that. Anyways, gemology. Sure. If it's a real thing, awesome. But it kind of sounds very comic booky. <laughs> right. Uh, which is fine, you know, because that's essentially what this is. And um, and then it's like one of her first days there at the Smithsonian, starting her new job there. And Diana's been working there. Um, so it's been, uh, so she meets her and they kind of try and become friends because Barbara's awkward and a little clumsy and everything. It doesn't really have friends. So Diana tries to befriend her. And then when they find out that the FBI is wanting her to look at this, becomes more interested. So then Diana becomes more interested in all that because she's nosy (laughs) (laughs) and wants to know more. And then. Obviously, Maxwell Ward steps into the scene because, in the end, he's the one that wants this one artifact, which then can help him grant wishes. I mean, that's not really too much telling too much of the story. Um, yeah. Just basic plot of what it's actually about. But he's not one. He initially wants to use it for good, but then kind of <laughs> gets, yeah, kind of gets to him, and he uh, he's enjoying the power <laughs> because he's about money and ex- he's like the. I guess he's supposed to kind of be the embodiment of the 80s about greed and excess and power and wanting more of all of that. He's, yeah. you know, he's trying to be Gordon Gecko before there was a Gordon Gecko. And so, right. but in a Wonder Woman story. And I think that's the thing I don't like about this movie is that part. Like, I get it because you're sitting in the 80s that that's kind of, the, you know, a big thing of it. But I don't think it needs to be the thing that we focus on. Okay. I think this movie could have... And I've talked to a couple of people about this when they asked if I watched this movie, what I thought. And to be honest, I think this movie could have been served better had it been taking place in a different time period. I really think it misses out on the on a chance to to um, order to play take place in the 60s, like during a cultural like more of a culture war that was going on during then in civil rights and then the Vietnam War. I think they really could have tapped into something there as far as like trying to get a message across and yeah. you know and then also with you know with trying to you know, with all the people that are against the war, the hippies and everything, I think, shoot, they probably could have really done something with the story there and, uh, you know, get a message across. But what what I'm almost afraid happened is that they, they wanted a character that they could take that's, you know, kind of, He's not really a deep cut. It's just one that even I don't know from DC that I had to look up while watching this movie. And they took that and they 
they took that character and it's like okay let's see how well can we make this character seem kind of like the president but take a you know make a social commentary on on power and greed and and um trying to lie and defraud you know the people in here you know it's as um as a i guess a message if you're trying to get a message across and maybe this movie's not supposed to be that deep or you know you should just take it for what it is it's just fun but it does seem like it does try to take itself still a little bit seriously in that it's not it's not like linda carter campy although i did enjoy her cameo um but it's also not as gritty as the first one which seemed to not have any camping campiness which is what made it so good and it was all about you know girl power and you know and i don't need no man to help me blah 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 and um you know i'll be the leader and you guys follow me but even right. still like i hated the villain i didn't like the villain in the first movie either like i don't think she's had a really solid villain yet i know she's had okay ones but like even this one had a couple of references that unless you're like really into wonder woman you're not gonna get um all right forgot the one they tried to refer to the gym as or at least in the old mythology what was it the duke of duke of something i don't know they referred back to an old wonder woman character that i only know because i saw it when i was looking up the maxwell ward trivia in it and i was like oh okay well that makes i was like oh i get that and that was after the second or third time of watching this movie so again this movie it's not that this movie is not watchable or not fun to watch it is fun is it i don't think there was as much action in it as the first one or at least it didn't or at least it didn't feel as if there was it felt there was more story and you focus more on the villain than you did on the hero. Yeah. Like, you kept did, trying to care about the villain's intentions and that they... But, you know, I was like, well, no, I still don't care. I'd rather see more of, of Cheetah and her character and her more of her arc and story and the story between her and Diana, her their friendship, to where it's kind of like a Batman-Catwoman where, you know, they're friends some of the times but they're also adversaries some you know the other half yeah. and i think i would have rather seen more of that kind of story than than the maxwell lord storyline like it I, he seemed to be the, like the main villain i'd rather have him be the side villain i guess is a good way to put it so. okay yeah i mean i, I could see that max lord should have been more like the <clears throat> that's that that other little moment that's in the background that you know you handle it really quick at the end because it's not yeah. that important. Um, like I was saying, as far as Diana and Barbara's relationship, they should have shown them more as friends, like hanging out. Like let's say they like Barbara talks Diana to or Diana talks Barbara to go into a club, and when they go out, you know all the guys are trying to um, hook up with Diana, and Barbara's like, "Wow, I wish I could be like her." and you know, she doesn't even have to have effort to do this. And, you know, and maybe something happens where, you know, of course, when Steve enters the picture, you know, Barbara wants to do stuff. But Diana's focused on Steve now because he's there. And then she starts yeah. kind of getting jealous of that. It's like, you know, this kind of feeds into the, you know, she still does good things to help out. But she's starting to get that jealousy building up, which would lead to the use of that, um, the MacGuffin. You're right. And, yeah, and then that would be. Or setting up, you know, what, what the character she becomes later on. Yeah. And Max Lord would just be that one little villain. It's like, think he's about to, you know, succeed in his task. And then when a woman comes in and stops him, like, it's nothing. Like, eh, you know. That would have been cool. Yeah. So, the movie's not bad for people no. that, in case, in, pa- in case people are confused. The movie's not bad. We're just trying to say, like, it could have been a little bit better duke of deception that's the other character who's driving me 
Because um, I went back and watched the first Wonder Woman. And like I think I, I told you that, you know, after watching Wonder Woman 84, then going back watching the first one, it just kind of left me kind of befuddled. Like, like, how is it you had this movie? And then you had something you could have kind of built off a little bit of and had this as your sequel, yeah. but didn't quite hit. <laughs> right. You know? Whatever they were trying to do, it didn't quite hit the way they maybe wanted to. Yeah. So the reason, yeah, it's it's good. It's just not. It didn't live up to the first movie. I guess is a good way to put it. This kind of felt like this should have been like the first movie, and then the last one, the woman would be like, "Hey, let's go back to see why all this happened with all, all right. this," and then like, okay, first movie. Second movie first, first movie second. Then you got like a stronger lead up to things. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Haven't seen them in the order they are. It would kind of confuse people, but. Yeah. So, well, here's but, the yeah. thing. There's, a, <laughs> there's some other issues I, I have, too. Get to the, yeah. I don't want to get to the ending, ending, ending. Yeah. But damn. If you're going to go from. I, I do. One of the things I do like is how they do the invisible jet because it does make an appearance. I really do like how they utilize that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But then they also, at the end of the movie, they did. You know, there's a scene and it just makes you well. Okay, if we're doing this timeline wise. Next one, it's going to be Batman vs Superman, which makes, you know, kind of a short appearance. And she doesn't do any of what she does at the end of this film. And that one or the current, I should say, the current Just, Justice League uh, movie yeah. iteration. So what happened? <laughs> it's kind of weird, like, it's just a lot of... Um, it's kind of like like a fox with the X-Men thing. It's like, yeah. oh, you done messed up the t- timeline. <laughs> Um, I got some Steve Trevor things, but I don't know if that would be spoiler yeah. if I discuss it. But um, just kind of what they did with that character and how he's brought back and what she sees compared to what we see and what they do. And I'm like, hmm, something's not right there. I mean, well, yeah. we can probably talk about it afterwards, but yeah. I'll let you know then. But uh, yeah, I was just like, all right, <laughs> okay. Because it's just different from what we were presented with in the first movie. Yes. And then go to where we are in this one. It was like, that's a step back. <laughs> yeah. Step back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, so it's still worth checking out. It's still, it's still worth not, checking still out. And yeah. it's still, you know, there, I don't think, I think the only reason why it's even PG-13 is just because of the action sequences. There's nothing... Language wise, the violence obviously has to be tame. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's too long. <laughs> two and a half hours is too long. Yeah. No, I agree. They could tighten that. Yeah. They could They could have dropped about 45 minutes and yeah. maybe if, well, you know, take the Max Lord, Lord storyline out, would have tightened <laughs> it up quite a bit. Um, yeah could have made that like a montage like oh, oh dude. when a woman takes That'd out max more, lord <laughs> nothing is more 80s than a montage yeah you know that would have been oh you're right i want to go i want to go tweet patty jenkins here in a minute <laughs> but hey we, we we found a way to pro tip uh, and then say okay if this if this was in any way studio involvement we'll get a patty jenkins cut of wonder woman 84 yes Oh, bless. Good grief. On HBO Max. Oh, well. Mercy. All right. Can we move on? All right. So, next one Soul, which released Christmas Day. Yes. And so, I didn't get to watch it Christmas Day because the internet went out. Yeah. So, while I was at work, I was like, Oh, I got my tablet. I can just download it from Disney Plus and I can watch it later. So we watched it last night, me and my daughter, and then my mom kind of peeped in at it. Yeah. So 
This is an hour and 40 minutes. The director is Pete Doctor. It's got a nice lineup of, ca- of a cast. It's got um, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yep, Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey. Yeah, Graham Norton, uh, Rachel House, uh, Lisa Braga, <clears throat> uh, Richard Oyoade, Oyoade, Aode. Richard Aode. Sorry, okay, I should have you on that one. From the uh, IT crap. Okay. Uh, Felicia Rashad. Okay. <laughs> uh, Felicia Rashad. Donnell Rawlings, if you remember him from uh, Chappelle Show, oh, oh. Ashley Larry, yeah. <laughs> and had a cameo in one of the Spider-Man movies. Yep. I think two. Yep. Ooh, my brain worked on that one. Hey, look at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Quest Love and Angela Bassett. Again, somebody whose voice I didn't recognize till I rewatched. <laughs> yep. And uh, this is basically a movie about. According to Wikipedia, uh, a passionate jazz pianist and music teacher whose soul gets separated from his body after an open manhole accident. So, uh, man. I was like, I, when I was watching, I was like, man, they just they didn't waste time. Pixar's like, all right, we're just going to go straight got, for the. Bro, we got, <laughs> we got, we got things to get to. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> so prior to the accident, uh, Joe, played by voiced by Jimmy Fox, is a teacher, and he's not completely satisfied with his job. You know, he does he plays gigs, he plays piano, and he plays different gigs. And his biggest dream is to play a set with um, Dorothy Williams. And he does get a chance to audition, and he gets the position as the pianist. And yep. then afterwards, during the celebration, manhole, not paying attention to where he's going, drops and boom. So he did he did kind of fulfill it because the quote, he says, <clears throat> oh, where'd I put that? It says that he could die right now if he gets a set. He, he could die a happy man if he gets a chance to play a set with Dorothy Williams. And technically, he did do that. Yep. <laughs> so and so boom. But um, he gets sent. Basically, his soul gets sent to, I guess, a conveyor belt of leading up to the, the great beyond. Yes. But, you know, he's refusing to go because he's like, hey, my life just started. I can't leave now. You know, I need to go back. And somehow he finds his way to an area where the souls, new souls are being brought up with um, mentor souls. Yeah. them kind of make their way to earth yeah um i like the music i enjoyed the music it was so relaxing like i, I listened to the whole end credit before we started before we started um recording i'm just like man okay. just just like good reflecting music i like the piano i, I always wanted to try to learn it but i think i'm at the age right. now where my attention span wouldn't be for it but <clears throat> i love the piano Let's see. Um, one thing I found interesting is like all the counselors there, they're named Jerry. Yeah. So you got a, a team of Jerry, Jerry, Jerry counselors. Jerry and Terry. Yep. <laughs> and then you have Terry, who's the one that, ironically enough, my last name, um, who's responsible for counting all the souls, making sure everybody's accounted for where they should be. And of course, he notices one soul not where it's supposed to be and he's trying to figure out where it's at he's quite obsessed with it too <clears throat> so they seek out a soul named Moonwind, and he does help joe kind of figure out how to get back into his body but in the process of that him and well he actually has a mentor which he steals somebody's name tag which is he's somebody else but um, he meets a, a soul 22, which has been there for a while, just refuses to really, you know, try to, I guess, find her spark. And um, during the process of getting back into his body, they kind of swap where 22 ends up in his body. And he ends up in the cat. Yeah. 
which I I didn't see coming, yeah, but I thought it was so cool. Pretty. Yeah, I didn't expect that. And and he's like, um, why did he end up in the cat? And it just so happens that cat went to the great beyond. It was weird. Um, but I did enjoy the movie. Like the first time I watched it, it was kind of um. I was kind of tired, so I couldn't really get into it, so I had to watch it again. Uh, my daughter watched it. She did like it. She did. She felt it was kind of long. Yeah. For her, it felt long. It kind of dragged a little bit. <clears throat> but I think when we both watched it, we were both tired, so we just couldn't really get too into it. But when I watched it again today, um, yeah, it, it's definitely a good movie. It's Pixar. They, they definitely okay. go for the feels. Um, it's just... The artwork, the music. There's not too much more I could say about it. Not that no, you... it was really good. So we watched it too. Um, yeah. We watched it was uh, New York was Aria's mom's. So um, New York was at his mom's. So it was just it was just uh, you know it was three of us and so we watched it one night um, and yeah. Grayson, I think, liked it, but didn't. I think it's still too old for her, if that makes sense. Like, she's six. She enjoyed it, but I don't think she enjoyed it as much as, as much as like, York or somebody his age. Because what it reminded me of, because, I mean, not just because it was directed and co-written by, or co-directed and co-written by the uh, one of the guys that did Inside Out. Um, yeah. Monsters Inc. I'm trying. Oh, and Up. He did those three. Um, not just that, but because of um, it just seemed very mature. And um, it just seemed very mature for. So it's for an older kid audience. Not. I mean, not saying that younger kids won't like it. Just saying, kind of like in the way Inside Out. Inside Out. It's kind of a little bit more for older kids than it is for younger for the younger kids. Yeah. Um, this one's a little more mature, I guess, is a good way because it handles, you know, deals with death and, you know, and um, your soul and what that means and trying to get your soul back into your body and trying to live, <laughs> trying to live, you know, when to get back and achieve all the things you wanted to achieve when you were when you were alive that you kind of took for granted. You know, like younger kids, that's not gonna yeah yeah they're there for the radar yeah they're they're there for the singing the dancing and the jokes and the joking with jokers um so it had a little more adult theme which i think older kids you know the older crowd will enjoy um and that i mean like um you know i too really liked it really liked the music and i think it might even be more for adults too you know, it's definitely a Pixar for adults. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's message. The animation, of course, is fantastic. I mean, it. there's some things I... There are parts of this movie where I completely forgot it was animation. That's how amazing it is. And it's just... Yeah. It was really yeah. well done. Um, yeah, I really liked it. It's not one I'm going to probably watch a lot. Kind of like Inside Out. It's not one I'm going to go back to a lot because... Every now and then, yeah. sure. Um, yeah. It's not one Grayson's going to have on repeat or anything. Not one of those type of movies. Um, and I was, while you were talking, I was trying to, because I was then curious how many people die from, die falling into manhole covers. I was like, oh, well, I'll go look it up. Yeah. First of all, I typed moan hole covers. Or, no, no, moan hole deaths. That's what it was. Which is a completely okay. different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Found a new term. Uh, oh no! Lord. I, I'm glad I didn't hit. I'm just glad I didn't hit images on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I hit me. I did like the barbershop scene. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah. That was really that, well done. Like, I hadn't been to the barbershop in forever. Like I think the last time I went was when I got married. And that was the last time I ever went to a barbershop. Because 
I just kind of keep it simple. When I cut my hair, just shave it on down. So don't necessarily have to go to a barbershop. But it's yeah. been 10, no, 14 years since I've been oh, to wow. a barbershop. <laughs> yeah, but it, but watching that, it is very realistic about what goes on. Yeah. You know, as far as just conversation and you're just getting deep things, you know. I was but, waiting to see Eddie yeah. Murphy pop up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eddie Murphy's plural. <laughs> then I kind of thought about the barbershop movie where they had the old man with the chair, like nobody yeah. wants to go to him. Yeah. But, but yeah. But uh, answer is um, between ninth or between 2018 and 2020, OSHA uh, shows 20. So for two years, 20 deaths via falling into manholes. Not no, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. <laughs> Just gotta watch the step. Yep. Look up from your phone, you'll be fine. True. Uh, but yeah. No, I again, you know, it's a great movie. Just maybe not for younger kids. I think they might get bored. Um, otherwise, yeah, no, I think it's solid film. Okay. Um real quick, um, put my two since we're talking about Disney. I'll put my two cents in on Mulan, the new Mulan. Mm-hmm. Um, finally got around to watching that um, before Christmas, um, but never got around, you know, got a chance to talk about because we've had a full couple of episodes of movies. Uh, yeah, dude, I liked it. Um, it was entertaining, solid action, beautiful to watch. Yeah, no, it was, I enjoyed it. So I'm like, all right, I'll finally sit around and watch the original animated because it was one of those I'm like, I just don't have any interest. Also, it's Eddie Murphy in his high-pitched voice, and I just can't. It hurts my ears. So I, I just like, yeah. no, turn off, major turn off. So. But, but I finally watched it, and I like the live action a lot better than the original. So the music I don't like in this one. Um I don't like that it's very noticeably American accents to the voice yeah. of these Asian characters. And I don't, and I'm like, I know we have, you know, I know we have that demographic in acting and voice acting. I don't think we need. Yeah. So that kind of bothered me. Um, which, and again, another reason why I really like the live action one, because they actually had, you know, it was more authentic, I guess is a good way to put it. And the st- I actually did like the story um, a lot more. And I liked the changes they made from the animated to the live action to fit the story. Um, no, I'd watch it again easily. And I, I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised, I guess is a good way, because I'd heard some bad things about it, but I'm like, it still was entertaining, as opposed to the animated yeah. one was not entertaining. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my <clears throat> two cents on, on, on Mulan, though. But I, um, would my daughter like it? Probably not. York would probably like it more than Grayson would. But then again, I've been surprised, because Grayson likes watching Mandalorian, so maybe she will like watching Mulan. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I guess it depends on which kids are into. I guess. True. Um. So next, I'm gonna go. We watched the family movie tonight. We watched. uh, We can be heroes. The follow-up. It's a sequel. I'd say it's a sequel. It's a. It's a movie that takes place in the same universe as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. There we go. But it's weird because if you've seen the original Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, you do recognize the fact that it is kind of. It's like it's in his dream and stuff like that. Like it's stuff he's made up, but yet they come to life. So it's really it's really weird. Um, okay. And so when you watch this movie, it's hard to figure out how that fits into this world that's already been established in the first movie. Granted, 
I'm an adult trying to make sense out of that. In which, if you're watching this movie, the last thing you should be doing is trying to make sense out of what I've, you know, how timeline and how, where this fits in universe-wise. But as a movie, you kind of want to be able to do that. However, this is a very much a kid's movie. It is certainly made for kids. It's not... I think adults can appreciate the action. The story's fairly basic. Essentially... Essentially, aliens have come and kidnapped all these superheroes, including Pedro Pascal. Not Pedro pa- Pascal essentially playing Hawkeye. I mean, he looks like Hawkeye, but not. Bro, revelation. I found out where Han's been. <laughs> Han does not make his does not make his reappearance in Fast Nine. He makes his reappearance in this movie as somebody that could run ah. really fast. <laughs> he doesn't drive fast. He just runs fast. Watch they, they tie that into Fast oh, Furious somehow. Exactly <laughs> what I thought. So he's he runs fast, but not very <laughs> furious. Um, <laughs> and his son is his son is slow mo. Which means he runs really slow and takes. So it's a superpower that's not really a power. If you know, it's it's a superpower that's not a power. It's like the complete opposite of a power. Um, but basically, all these kids, excuse me, um, all these kids basically are have superpowers just like their parents but they have to uh either they're like in some sort of school to trying to hone their you know hone their skills and all that but they are having a hard time some were learning it some don't have any all like um pedro pascal's daughter does not have any powers but she is a but she's a she's a leader. That's kind of her power. She's a leader. She inspires. She gets people to work as a team. Um, they're trying to to go and rescue their parents. And meanwhile, the organization of superheroes or whatever are trying to basically stop them. You know, just keep them safe. Although like, we don't want to stay in one spot. We want to go and save our parents have been kidnapped. Right. I originally thought Taylor Watner was back as Shark Boy, but upon further investigation, it is not. It is played by somebody else who has zero lines in the movie. He has actions, wow. but not, but does not utter a word. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <clears throat> However, the other Taylor that plays Lava Girl does reprise her role. And uh, yeah, and there's other superheroes and they're all just like, they look like they're in a green room. And I don't mean like there's like green screen behind them, but I mean like they're in a green room and they are like just chilling. You know, the only thing that's missing is like appetizers and drinks and they're just chilling. You know, they're it's like, wow, we got to get out of here, right? Oh, I know. This sucks. Oh, my. But, like, nobody's using their powers to try and get out. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, uh, it was killing me. The acting's a little stale. But it's, I almost think it's done deliberately because it's a kid's movie. So they're not yeah. really trying to do too much. They're trying to just keep it simple and just have fun and go with the action. The child acting is not bad. The stunts are very well done, especially with the child actors. If you've been to our uh, Instagram page, I've actually uh, shared uh, a video that the director, Robert Rodriguez, who's done all the Spy Kids movies on The Last Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but also Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, From Dusk Till Dawn, you know, all these other kids' movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> um, anyways. He posted a video of one of the younger kids uh, practicing the the stunts where she has to, like, flip over grown adults 
as a part of you know as a part of uh, this you know fight scene and it's actually pretty cool how it shows how she does it and everything she's i mean she's maybe great in size you know she's tiny and uh you know i shown it to her she's like oh yeah great dude you know grayson's gonna be able to do that i'm like totally right i was like i i would not doubt her one bit and uh but no this it's a cute movie kids will definitely like it adults i think will be okay with it um it's not my favorite kids movie we've watched lately um but i think it's a lot of fun and it does have you know some heart to it you know it's just trying to make it for kids to enjoy you know especially you know lately we've just needed something so it's not a sequel per se but it's in the universe um okay of shark boy and lava girl because they're not really in it i mean they stay in that room until the end until they get rescued like they're not really fighting i guess is a good way to put it so uh okay so yeah <laughs> i was okay but it, it wasn't terrible but it like I said, it's got some good quality stunts in it, and the kids, you know, will enjoy the adventure of kids having to go save their parents. I mean, what kid doesn't like that storyline? Um, so to go from like that, sleepover. exactly, <clears throat> sleepovers, yeah. so much fun, there. so much fun. I was just thinking the other day how I need to watch that again because <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so lastly, the last movie I watched. It was on Netflix. I put it on because why not? I just needed something mindless, and I one of those ask and shall receive. I watched Ava with Jessica Chastain. It's Jessica Chastain as an assassin. You know that storyline. That you know that old thing. Um, she's an assassin, but she has a her family doesn't know what she does. Her sister doesn't understand why she doesn't spend more time with her family, you know, with the family and everything. And then basically she gets, I don't know what they call it. I would say disavowed, you know, because that's a Mission Impossible thing. But basically she gets cut off. Colin Firth plays the head of this whatever organization that has her doing the killings and everything. And they, uh, and he, I guess she screws up or something, even though the work gets done, but because she screwed up, he thinks she needs to, like, die or whatever. So, right. Yeah, it's so stupid. This movie is made to go straight to Netflix and, I'm sure it had planned a theater release, but it's just so much cliche in it. The action's only okay. It's not bad, but it's, I don't know. It's just a story we've seen so many times that it's not, there's nothing new that's been added to it. And it's just, it's good. If you need to have something on while you do, if you're like me doing dishes or doing the laundry, knock yourself out, put it on, just have that on this background i wouldn't sit down and like let this be your focus <laughs> you'll wish you have watched something else so this is you know if you wanted something just to have on the focus you know to actually sit and watch um right. it's not good um it's up there with like rhythm section for me <laughs> so it's it's yeah it's not good that's back in march yeah <laughs> For when uh, I covered that one last year, it's it's rough. It's it's a little rough. I love Colin Farrell. I'll watch just about anything, but oof, he didn't really add much. I mean, he just played an asshole. Shocker. Um, <laughs> and I really like Jessica Chastain. Just just one the right V. Be- I don't know. I don't know. I like her acting. I just didn't like this movie. So nothing against them. It's just this movie was just cliche and you know, didn't need to be made. But yeah, here we are. And then the the other movie I want to talk about, I am actually going to save for next week. Okay. Because here we are around uh, ending the 
you know, kind of at the end of the episode. I only got two trailers. Um, the Little Things uh, with Denzel that's coming out. Um, HBO Max, January 29th. And then the Land on February 12th about an archaeologist, I believe. I remember right. I don't know. I did this, I did this three weeks ago. Um, okay. So we have an exciting announcement, which I think I'm going to turn this off. I have to listen to find um we have a, so next week we have a guest that'll be joining us he is at least known to me he's through he plays uh little handsome and lucky grandma he's in a new movie that is on um he's in a new movie that is on amazon prime right now called sound of metal um, he has a role in that with uh, Riz Ahmed, which I watched and is a phenomenal film. I'll just leave it that much, but I'll talk more about it next week. He is in. Uh, he's been on The Blacklist. He's been on several different other TV shows as well. His name is Michael Toe, T O W, and we are very fortunate and very excited to have him next week to join us um, for our, our episode. As our first guest of the year. So, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, he does uh, some great work on uh, trying to raise uh, awareness on inclu- I'm gonna, inclusiveness. There we go. Of uh, Asian actors. And uh, he has a YouTube short that I'd still have to watch um, called uh, Irony Fist. So basically, uh, spoof on Iron Fist. So it's pretty funny. Like I, I've never, I've not watched Iron Fist, but just based on that, I yeah. kind of get what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. So, and we'll post that video before uh, before the interview next week. So, and we'll also have our our uh, what would have been our end of the year special um, that we would have had out last you know last week, but. Due to the terrorist attack downtown, uh, we were not able to get that out or this episode out. Um, so we'll get that out also this week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And um, yeah, so we're starting off the new year right, my friend. Yes, sir. <clears throat> get back on track. Indeed. All right, for myself, Jeff Hall. And my Patrick. my amazing co <laughs> my, my amazing co-host that is suffering with his with his uh with his own struggles with the internet. Patrick Terry. There you go. That I, I there we go. I left you there. All right. We'll see. We'll see you guys next week. Happy New Year again. Twenty twenty one. Sir. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.